0: How are you stepping into the dreams God has for you and his plans for your life? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, what's up, worship teams and worship team friends? Great to see you. We thank you guys for coming in. Welcome, welcome to our Tuesday show here, 11 a.m. straight up. I'm a little bit running here, uh, just having a great week. We made it through Sunday. You guys made it through as well, and we hope that everything is going great for you this day. What are your dreams and how are you living them? God has called each of us to do something, not just take up space. So how are you making the most of what he's giving you, what he gave you? Welcome to our Tuesday show, 11 a.m. This is what we do every week. We have our guests right here, Rodney local worship leader and Rodney is about to come in to uh share a little bit more of of what he's been you know his world and uh, the dreams that God has called him to and so we want to know from you as well And the way that you're living life, the way that God has called you to ministry is important to your local worship community and to your church. And so how are you making the most of it? That is what we're going to be spending much of our time on today. And I just wanted to draw your quick attention to this program. We do this every, again, every Tuesday, 11 a.m. And we invite you guys. This is the first time that you're watching. Thanks so much. If you would, please drop us a hello, a shout out, just say hi, your name, the city, your country where you're from and you can find us each week like this on tuesdays at 11 a.m and who am I? My name is Brandon Dempsey, I'm CEO and founder of WorshipTeamTraining.com and also Worship Team Training University. You can find that at WTTU.co. What's up, Brashina? She's from Orlando. How are you doing, sweetheart? Great to see you here on Periscope. And uh, you'll find what we do is training worship teams. We take a Friday and Saturday and train your team with hands-on training, working with your worship leader, musicians, your singers. Also, we have a mentoring program. You can find both of those at worship team com on our workshops tab and our mentoring and don't forget uh, this is for all of our members going out right now they are taking part of our membership program that's at wttu.co we provide hands-on on-demand training videos articles interviews webinars you name it just like this so uh, thank you guys for coming in so you know here's the deal When we're talking about dreams, so many of us, what's up, Bro from Birmingham? See you, Birmingham's in the house. And who else do we have with us? Facebook Live as well. Um, The – the deal is this. As God has called us to step into dreams, he has not called us to sleep through them. That's the difference. And so we're going to hear from Rodney about that and what God is doing through him. Tomorrow, real quick, uh, you don't have to learn it the hard way. Look, there's so much more that I wish someone would have taught me starting out in ministry or even going through ministry. Spare Spare yourself the headaches and get the heads up on what it means to grow a healthy worship team for the long term. Join us tomorrow at 12 p.m. with Troy Kennedy on our webinar Wednesday. The link is coming up right here, and that's wttu.co slash 51618. I'm dropping this in right here on our um website. Facebook Live. And for you guys watching Periscope and listening to the playback on audio on iTunes and iHeartRadio, thank you also for subscribing and following us. Just go to wttu.co slash events, and you can find everything right there. So we got this, dreams. We have Rodney Williams from Chicago, the Windy City, is going to be sharing with us about his testimony, what God is bringing through him currently. So let's say hello, Rodney. How are you today, brother?
1: Man, I'm well, man. Thank you so much for having pleasure, and honor uh to on the show today.
0: Awesome, man. Hey, thanks for um responding and and thanks for coming on to share your heart. So tell us, Rodney, like um, you know, where are you from originally and uh where where are you within your church, how you got started to lead
1: worship and all that stuff? Well, born and raised in Chicago all of my life, um, forty-four years. Uh I'm married currently. Um, I'll be celebrating this Friday, 22 years of marriage. Five children. Hallelujah. Awesome. All of my children uh, love the Lord. Uh, we all serve in the house of God. Uh, most of us are part of the worship team as well. Um, so I do I do believe God has been uh, merciful in my life to even allow us to uh, be able to function together as a family, um, even yeah. in the house of God. Um, I've been a, a musician for very long on various instruments. And um, I only became a worship leader maybe 13 years ago uh, when I joined my current uh, church, which is in Chicago. Uh, Pastor Steve and Apostle, uh, I mean, Apostle Steve and Prophet Yolanda garner are my leaders. Uh, when I came there, I came there just, um, I was barely writing songs, but um, I was really confident as a playing for various artists and things of that nature worldwide. Uh, but like many of us, um, I had a gift that, uh, that didn't have the character to match. So I was in church kind of doing a God thing without God, uh, yeah. so to speak.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, and I wound up around other believers who saw more in me. Um, I began to join the team and just kind of submit and surrender to God's will for my life. I um, mean, it's interesting how you talk about dreams and, um, You know, being being asleep, and and, and there's this saying that nothing comes to a sleeper but a dream. At some point, we have to wake up in order to do some things to to help show us in the night season. So, um, I I would say that I went through a season of really dreaming, uh, where God would begin to just talk dreams and. I felt tormented to a degree, mainly because it was God trying to pull me away from my rebellion, hmm. uh, pull me out of even fear and um, just really teach me what it was to really. <laughs> um, I, I had I didn't know that because in the past I'd been, uh, unfortunately, a part of a lot of what I want to say, more religious uh, encounters. Right. And I'd never really encountered God for myself. So. Uh, to really recognize his voice when he begins to challenge you and speak to you and um, give you assignments and things of that nature, uh, it was a tough season for me to really get it. So God really pounded me <laughs> through my dreams and through visions. And uh, I-, I-, I woke up one day ready to shift, and I I hit the, the, what I would like to call the divine reset. But me and my mm-hmm. wife, we decided to uh, shift where we went to church, and I went to some pl- Play for me um nobody knew me um i didn't have a reputation they didn't know how how good of a guitar player i was so i i really just came in all, all within two or three weeks um I was sitting there actually playing the keyboard because the church I joined, they didn't have a professional band and, you know, really good singers. Actually, they had some of the worst singers yet at the time. It was like 16 people on the worship team and 15 were tone deaf. So it was like, this was really God challenging me to stay here. I'm like, he's challenging everything I know about music. Like, God, mm-hmm. really? Did you just send me here? Mm-hmm. This is where you belong. And so, um, just, I, I did have experience singing, background, and things of that nature. Yeah, and I remember in one service, one of the uh, the leaders in the right in the middle of worship, he just come and he set a microphone in front of me and walked away, like mid-service. <laughs> and I'm looking like, what in the world is is going on here? And uh, I just begin to worship. And I remember when I really connected to that place of worship for a for you could not lead a song. It didn't matter if it was a praise, an yeah. intimate worship, song of the Lord. Yeah. It came out of me. I could not do it without crying. He yeah. got so bad until they nicknamed me the weeping worshiper. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> So I'm like, Lord, what is it you're doing in my life? And uh, he just revealed to me, even through a dream, he's like, it's part of the stripping. There are some things and some places I desire to take you, hmm. but there's some baggage that you have to let go before you can go into this. Oh
0: man, you had to bring it's, that up. You had to bring up the baggage <laughs> you know, word, the B word. I had to. Oh my yeah, gosh, so can you talk? Okay, so like, what? What? Why is baggage a factor in leading worship?
1: Well, I mean, there are some things that we can pick up along the way that. Uh, they have nothing to do with God. They have nothing to do with the kingdom. Um, this is not what God designed. Um, this is not the design that he, he puts on our lives. So one of my favorite songs ever is I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And uh, there's a part or a verse that says, I'm sorry, Lord, for the things that I've made it. Yeah. When it's all about you. Right. And so, you know, coming up as a musician, And every musician goes through the phase of wanting to go around, travel the world, play for some of the best, you know, the greatest artists and doing things. And sometimes we even start to look like more like the world than we do the kingdom. Mm. And so when God began to, you know, show me the blueprint that he had already had for my life, I realized that a lot of things that I had picked up along the way couldn't go where I, uh, and unfortunately it was even things that I connected to, in the church, um, this is not bashing the church because it's his bride. I, I love God's church, but I can pick up some habits, uh, some religious tendencies that you know don't reflect the heart of God. And so there was things that I had to deal with concerning that, and then there was some natural, to contend with in my natural life that I couldn't take. Mm-hmm. You know, me and my wife, we were married, but uh, our relationship in in the kingdom was not where it should be. Yeah. And so in order for God to do what he wanted to do in my life, there were some things that I needed to line up in the natural. As a musician, me and my wife, we did not I, I didn't go to the same church as her because it was important for me to go where I needed to get paid, where I would get fed. And so she would go, hmm. her and the kids, and they would go and be a part of church. And she was over the intercessors team and this, that, and the other. And I would be in any hole. 50, 75, 100 bucks. It didn't matter. Just as long as I met what I needed to have at the end of the day. Yeah. And so God was really challenging me to let all of that go. He, he and He showed me even through the dream. He's like, man, you're serving Babylon. That's a that's a confusing system. You don't care what church, what denomination, the they culture, what background of people you go in and connect to. You're all about the dollar. You don't even you don't even stay in for the message. You know. Mm-hmm. And so those were things. Of not not first repent of, but then to strip myself of and break covenant with in order to go into the season that God was calling me to.
0: Yeah. So I mean, so how how can dreams and you know doing other things in life uh be eroded by the kind of life that, you know, like what you're saying, you're you're trying to lead worship, but yet you're not really there for worship you're there for something else how can that get in the way of your dreams
1: well i mean one of the things i do believe is i believe that when we are uh, following our own will or way versus what god has ordained for our lives i don't believe god will necessarily uh do things to you but i do believe he'll he'll remove his hand and so now the protection that you once had you no longer have and what happens is now you have to uh deal with uh the, the the lust the lust of the eyes the desires of like, there's a pursuit that we can have in the world that will never satisfy us hmm. and you know still thirsting um, it'll call you to be cause you to be tired and you'll wonder you say Lord you know I'm making all of these efforts. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Uh, I'm a part of this this team or this group. Why am I, Why haven't I made made it? Why, why Why am I impacting anything? And literally, you know, God showed me, you know, because this is not my will. My blessing is not. I'm actually wearing this shirt that says the blessing is on me. And so, His blessing wasn't on me. It wasn't. I wasn't. In- Things that I do. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like getting money but having holes in your pockets. Yeah. Getting opportunities, but never making impact. Yeah. And I remember uh just a couple of years ago, I was on stage, even leading worship um in front of one of the largest audience that I had ever been in front of. And I remember looking out on events and seeing people worshiping and you know, crying out. And I'm thinking to myself, this is it. This is what this is this is what I've been waiting for. God is pleased with this. And as I begin to be quiet, the Lord said, No, nah, that's not me. That's not what I'm pleased with. And I'm, on the same, I'm like, Yeah. Nah, you know, everybody's worshiping. He says, You know, yeah. it's like, this is good.
0: Yeah.
1: But you're in a room full of believers, people who have already given their life to me. Right. Can you take this atmosphere outside and go worship to non believers and have them come chase right. after me, run after right. me, desire to be changed? Right. 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 In the middle of one of the best worship services I've ever been a part of, I get convicted.
0: <laughs> do you think? Do you think that we spend as worship leaders too much time
1: worshiping worship or worshiping Absolutely. the ideal of what we think it should be? Absolutely, and I and I, re, I believe on an, on an even greater scale, we've allowed worship to become a form of escapism. Wow. We 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 get we get so. Um, you heard it. Hot. Huh? So you we heard it? So, so we, we we pursue worship so much that we forget the one who we worship. Yes. We, we we start to love. So the intro is played. You already have people crying and and weeping and moaning. But God has not had a chance to even speak to their hearts and to to change things. And I mm. tell people, you know, there was an opportunity. I'm not against what we call uh, floor worship, where people lay out in the presence of God. I I'm I'm for all of that. But when you think about even in Revelations 5 and 8, uh, or, or 4, 4 and 8, it says that they rest not, they never take in a mission when they're singing this song around the throne. Uh, when you look at the, the one opportunity, or, or one time in the Bible where they could not worship, it was after Solomon had made an end to praying. And when you look at everything he prayed, God's glory filled the temple mm. and pressed us down. Mm. Many people can't labor in worship because they don't know what worship is. Mm. So we tap out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're talking about dreams and visions. That happens in the supernatural when we worship. There should be encounters when we when we literally humble ourselves and worship God, where God is not—we're not only singing a song, but God's singing a song over us, and that song is full of instruction. So, it's full of wisdom.
0: So what, what song has God been singing over you, and what dream ha- is that?
1: Um. Uh, God God has been really singing a song to me about um, really his uh his church, his bride, but specifically in the not in, and not the local church, but uh worldwide. I, I have a heart for the youth, for the kids. Mm-hmm. And uh that has been the thing that has almost consumed my life. I uh I remember praying a few years. Hospital and, I, and I used to work at a children's hospital and I worked in the, uh, the emergency room hmm. and I, the, the only comfort I got out of working in the emergency room was I felt like God called me there to be the ER angel that's what I nicknamed myself I would be the one who when kids would come in whatever i would put the band on their arms and i said this is an opportunity god for me to just pray for every child that comes in uh who, that does not know you the family doesn't know you or whatever the case may be so that was something that i loved to do but i felt bad because you know hospitals you know everybody has a different religion or a different belief system so you sure. can't really openly pray i can just kind of agree and just pray in my my own you know out of my spirit or whatever the case may be and i began to ask god i say, god there's something else I want to do this full time. I want to do ministry Mm -hmm. full time. It's not limited to, you know, my guitar or singing a song. But whatever it is that you are calling me to do. And I remember leaving uh, almost everything I was connected to. I would not play guitar for anybody because I felt like my guitar had connected me to everything that was pulling me away from God. So for years, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't let anybody hire me. I just only served at my local church. I got tired. I said, God, why don't you give me a gift that I can't use? You will use it if you steward it well. And so I said, okay, uh, I'm going to do, um, in a sense, create an opportunity for me to be creative, but not compromise who I am in God. Yeah. So I opened up this, uh, like an open mic, you know, thing <laughs> called Cozy But Kingdom. That's awesome. And so I would invite Worshippers from all over the city young and old to do poetry to sing wow. whatever your art was that the church did something this is where we did it at i opened this place up and i had it for maybe about three two months before um this young lady she said you know when you come in you know there's no sign on your building we only know what's here because of your advertisement she said but your door is just a metal silver door she said, why don't, you? she says, I'm a painter. I'm an artist. Let me paint your picture on the, on the door. Huh. So, oh, cool. <laughs> it went on my Facebook and I had this picture of me with the Superman hat and the Superman shirt on. <laughs> she painted this huge picture of me, uh, awesome. like a comic, like, a, you know, a comic. it was like a magnet of a in the worst neighborhoods in chicago wow. matter of fact it was located in the austin neighborhood which is number one in homicides okay in that that area wow while i was over there they were building a, a building across the street from me that i never even paid attention to even though i had i was e- even using their parking lot and it was a school a yeah. charter school and so uh-huh. it was a charter school partner with a christian after school program the, the week before they opened, they were having a board meeting in one of the rooms and they looked out of the window and saw this picture of me and decided to Google <laughs> who Rodney was. <laughs> they Googled me and began to, you know, just look at all the work that I was doing. Look at the the, the, the gatherings I was having with Cozy Kingdom. Yeah. And they asked for me and I went uh, just like, I don't even know why I went. I just... I, I just decided to go give it a shot and talk to them. Wow. And they were asking me to volunteer for, for kids in their school. And, but while I walked around the school, I felt like I needed to be there. So I agreed to do the events there. Hmm. But then the Holy Spirit says, the way out he says, ask them, are they hiring? And so I began to ask them, you know, are you guys hiring? And um, she said, no, we're not hiring, but, you know your information, and if something comes up, we'll you know we'll reach out to you. So I'm like, okay. As I leave, out the Holy Spirit says, send, send her your uh, your your uh, resume and your bio. I sent her my resume and my bio, and within 15 minutes, they call me back. Really? I, I go back. I'm sitting down and, and, and having an interview, and within 15 minutes later, and talking to two people, they offered me the job on the spot. <laughs> I accept the job on the spot. I accepted the job. I didn't even know what I accepted. They never gave me a job description. All I did was say yes. (laughs) So getting ready to walk out the door and I turned around, I accepted the job, but what did I just accept?
0: Right, no kidding. Yeah, that's like the first thing you should know.
1: Right. And and she turns (laughs) around, she says, "Um, we need a campus pastor. Our kids don't have a pastor.
0: Oh, Wow.
1: She say, um we, we, we're excellent at helping failing kids come up to A's, B's, and C's. She says, we, we take them on field trips. They've been to Cub game, Bulls game, things of that nature. But our kids are traumatized, and they don't know how to pray. They don't know how to receive prayer. They, they've never encountered God. They don't go to church. Can you be the pastor? And I 50 years ago, and to this date, that has been um, the, the, the main focus. I lead worship. I uh, I minister and teach and preach to three hundred kids every week. Wow. And how many years has it been? It's been for the last three years.
0: Gosh, that's so awesome. Roger, yeah. that's incredible, man. Yeah. So so, like, <laughs> so we're we're I mean, this is a story unlike anything that you normally hear about daily.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh and you know, a lot of a lot of Men and women, young men and women, struggle with trying to get to the next step of where they feel like God is calling them to. But what do you think the barrier is for most people?
1: Um, I think our our own bucket list is our barrier. Okay, what way? Um, you you told me you wanted me to speak in stories, and so I, that's the only way yeah. I can really just kind of yeah. give it to you. Yeah, uh, fourteen years ago, I lost my mom. Mm. And I remember losing my I'm mom sorry. and driving to work the next day. And I've never, even even as a young person, I, I never was a drinker, a smoker, drug, gangs, any of that thing, those things. So I kind of, I kind of, you know, feel like you know I'm a pretty sober guy. You know, I'm, I, I'm not delusional. You know, I'm in my right mind. But and if it's the pressure of losing my mom, kind of got the best of me. And I remember driving to work and getting to this bridge, and I heard a voice say, "You should just drive off the bridge. You have nothing else to lose. Wow, as as You'll never get it back. And right there, I didn't have a prayer life at that time. Again, I, this is right. This is all post before I, I really got a relationship and understood how to hear his voice. Yeah. But my, my wife was an intercessor, and my wife would always challenge me. She would say, "Look, Rodney, pray. And when you pray, don't just close out. Listen, God will respond. He will speak back to you." And so I knew that it wasn't God telling me to kill myself. So I I, Mm. I sat there and I, and like I said, I I wasn't studying the word. So I, you know, only, only scriptures I knew was what I learned through songs at that time. And I remember uh, hearing that God would give us the desires of our heart. And so I began to talk to God. I'm like, God, look, you said you would give me the desires of my heart. Mm. That's in your word. Mm. Um, And so here, Here's, you know, peace in my mind. I need to be able to move on past this moment. Um, And I sat there and I prayed that simple prayer. And I sat there and I heard the Lord said, Rodney, I will, the eyes of your heart. He says, but here's the question. Will you trade what you desire to have what I desire for you? Because I'm the the God that does exceedingly abundantly above all you can actually think.
0: That's a different
1: prayer. And and so right Mm -hmm. there in my car, I said yes to God. He literally shifted my entire life with that because, again, like I told you, I was a musician pursuing wow. playing for this, this this venue, this stage, this amount of money, and now I'm saying, God, I want what you want for me, and not what I've uh, put on my bucket list. And so I think we need to trade our own desires. You know how they say, a clo- "You know, if, you have, if your hand is closed, mm-hmm. you can't receive anything." And so I had to let go some things in order for God to play some things in my hand. So during that time, what's the things that I let go, the the groups and the people that I played for that I had to kind of disconnect from. It even caused me to, you know, go through a season of hurt, you know, even with my own brother. We were, uh, we grew up playing music together. I was a guitar player. He played bass. And everywhere you, you went, you know, in the city, you heard Rodney and Steve, Rodney and Steve. Well, when Rodney no longer was doing the things that, you know, that he was doing in the past it left steve out there and steve couldn't understand for a season you know why i wouldn't go to certain places and play certain things with him and so it kind of really wrecked our relationship but god just you know encouraged me to be diligent and consistent and you know all of those things he began to you know put back together again for me
0: wow wow i i Rodney, that's just fantastic. Um, just That's so much hope. That's so much uh, struggle that you shared with so many of us that need to hear. Because I, th- I think that too many of us build our own little kingdoms and our churches and on our stage. And yet, here you are pursuing a greater kingdom outside those four walls. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, the scripture even says if you keep the kingdom first in its righteousness, everything else will be. And so Amen. I realized that, you know, Amen. I had to make the first, what's first, first. <laughs> yeah. That's right. God, 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 he restored so many things when I started to pursue him. So, like I said, I mean, I was traveling, doing music wow. and I went on a sabbatical, so to speak, to really just build my relationship with God. And then when he, he gave it back with the vengeance I remember 22 years ago when I married my wife, uh, we didn't have much. We got married at, a, at my dad's church banquet. He was a pastor at the time. Um, that was the only way we could afford to do it and get all our friends was to kind of bum rush the church banquet. <laughs> so, uh, But, you know, like I said, we, we got married and we left there and we went home, you know, we didn't have, you know, money for a honeymoon. Um, we didn't really have a lot of accountability. Yeah. My dad was my pastor, but we didn't really have a strong accountability system, me and my wife. So yeah. when I married her, we were already on our second child. She was six months pregnant with my second daughter. Hmm. So, you know, we, it wasn't like we had somebody saying, Hey, you know, Rodney, you know, you know, you know, guys, you know, don't do this and don't do that. We, we just, we did the best that we could. We only got married because it's like, you know, don't keep getting this girl pregnant, and you go to church. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, God really just began to restore a lot of things. Uh, you know, when I thought we got married, and then year, ten years later, we became we, we became partners in ministry. So even when I travel, almost every place I go, do worship or whatever the case may be, I'm traveling not only you know with, by myself, but with my wife as well, and so. For every, for every time I think about that we didn't have a honeymoon, I think about how God has allowed us to go to places like in Africa and how our host would bring us two or three days early and put us in, in a castle. Mm-hmm. So us to you know enjoy the city, or when we go to South America and Cartagena, and we're on the beach three or four days before a conference starts. So it's like God continues to give us honeymoons every month, almost now, because of our faithfulness and willingness to to move away from the things that we once struggled with.
0: Wow. Well, uh it's awesome just to see where God has brought you, Rodney, and the fact that you're able now to minister to. 300 kids i mean where this has been a prayer for you for so long uh brashina says thank you for your testimony thanks brashina and i mean that that is that is an amen testimony my man so thank you so much for sharing with us your heart and uh just bringing us to real today rodney thank you brother
1: Not a problem, man. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Well,
0: uh, we're going to have you back again. And, uh, guys, uh, you know, God is in the business of making his dreams for you famous, and that is by walking in them, not sleeping through them, just like you heard from Rodney today. You're going to hear more about that. Members, um, you want to watch out for Alexis Sliver. That's coming up. This Thursday at 11 a.m. Central, Alexis is going to be talking about uh, the album that includes, she sang with Mia Fields and uh, Christy Nordoff. She's going to be talking about how God works in these miracles and, and the miracles that are close to his children. So as you are walking out this day, how are you hearing his voice? Join us tomorrow also members with Troy Kennedy that Wednesday webinar tomorrow at 12 p.m. All you need to do is go to wttu.co slash events. You'll see all the events that we have right there for you and we can't wait for you to join to be a member. So guys, thanks so much for coming today. Again, Rodney, it's been a blessing to have you, brother. Thank you. Thanks so
1: much, man. I appreciate it.
0: Awesome. And guys, we look forward to seeing you guys back here again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Also the Wednesday webinar, Thursday, and we got more stuff for you right here at Worship Team Training University. And remember, guys, you don't need to be perfect. Just let God lead the way that you live life and the way that you lead worship, both on and off stage. Love you. See you soon. Bye. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship team training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com.